That big red Monday rolls on. Cardinals win for the third straight week. 3-0 and their record. 31-19 over Jacksonville. Now it's on to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Here to talk more Cardinals with us from SI.com, the publisher of their all-Cardinals site. Howard Balls are our guest here on the Coulter Automotive Group Sports Line. Howard, good to talk to you. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Great to be with you guys. Uh, there's a lot of talk, and the Cardinals... Uh, use this terminology that uh, they didn't feel like that was a game in years past that they win with the adversity that popped up. Uh, even uh, though a lot of it was was self created, I think that's a little bit uh, convenient to, to to call it that when you consider the quality of the opponent. I mean, what what is your thought on all of that, Howard? I'm I'm with you on that to a degree, and of course, you always get these kind of pronouncements and ways of looking at things, but. Hey, the first thing I thought of uh, last year was the game against uh, Seattle, uh, the, the home game, the Sunday night game, where the Seahawks' offense just went through the Cardinals like Swiss cheese in the first half, and it looked like that, that game had no chance. But the Cardinals' offense hung in there and didn't let the game get out of hand and then dominated the game in the second half and, of course, won. So to say that this was a – now, granted, that was a home game. I, I, mm-hmm. I get that. But uh, but like you said, I mean, to say that this was a game that might have been lost last year, who knows? I mean, it, it's tough to put your finger on that. But I, I do think, having said that, that there does seem to be a, a little better feeling among this team and maturity and all those things that they can overcome adversity. But like you pointed out, it's a little bit easier to overcome adversity against a team that played hard but – just isn't that talented let's you know let's save all those evaluations for the next three weeks and see where we are in about a month after you know playing the rams the 49ers and the browns when i look at the cardinal defense they've been alternately really good in physical and really bad at stopping the run what what do you what do you make of the state of the front seven on defense yeah it's a great question because we saw that, obviously, what happened the game one with Derrick Henry. Then we saw last week when Dalvin Cook just just went through the, the defense pretty easily in the first half, but there were the adjustments in the second half, and it was a lot better. Uh, we saw yesterday where James Robinson couldn't do anything in the first half, and then all of a sudden that one drive, it was as if, well, where's the run, run defense now? when the Jaguars went down the field and and scored that touchdown and he was going for 10 and 11 and a 21 yard run. It stopped after that a little bit, but of course part of the reason it stopped was after the interception on the next, the next possession by Byron Murphy jr. So sometimes, I mean, you hear Vance Joseph talk about gap integrity and and all those things. And that that's a big part of it. But I, I think sometimes we all get caught up in, well, they did this now. Why is it changing? And I think it's probably true of a lot of teams. We don't watch a lot of other teams as closely as we do the Cardinals. And it's just the nature of football a lot of times. You strive for consistency, but it's very hard to accomplish uh, in this league. And so, it, But it's something that has to get better, obviously. You, you need that consistency, especially against the run, if you're going to keep good offenses off the field. But once again, the Cardinals were good on third down. Their problem seems to be in drives and possessions when the other team moves down the field and doesn't even get to third down, which was the case against Minnesota in week two, where the three offensive touchdowns the Vikings had, they never got to third down mm-hmm. on any of those on any of those possessions. So, you know, that's a key to be able to try to control that. Howard Balzer from the SI.com All Cardinal site, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. 
Kyler Murray was very good again. Uh, set a single game high for completion percentage. Only five passes hit the ground. But that sixth one was another pick from a clean pocket where yeah. Kyler threw into double coverage. And I'm not sure what he was seeing there. But uh, that's three straight weeks of, of, of what you could term bad interceptions from Kyler Murray. How, how much of a concern do you think that is for the Cardinals right now? Well, I, I think it is a concern because I think you're, you're probably not going to be able to get away with those things against uh, better teams. And he has four interceptions now, and the only guys in the league with more are Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. So uh, he's he, And then Joe Burrow of Cincinnati has four. So it's not a huge number yet, but if that continues, you're going to be looking at a pretty big number by the end of the season. So I think, you know... You know, when Cliff Kingsbury was asked about it last week, he said, hey, he's going to be aggressive, he's going to do those things. And I guess sometimes you have to live with those because of the big plays he makes at other times. But those can be game-changing plays, obviously. And it, 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 you just have to be more consistent on it. I mean, he was, he was pretty, I think he only had 12 interceptions uh, all last season, mm-hmm. and here he is with four after only three games. So I think that's something that definitely has to get better. What did you think of the 68-yard field goal attempt at the end of the first half, <laughs> Howard? Man, afterward, when they return it for a, for a touchdown, you, you say, well, yeah. why in the world did you do that? And, and, of course, it is one of those things when you do that that you don't exactly have guys that are the greatest tacklers in the world out there or who can get down the field uh, tremendously quickly. So it's, you know, I can see giving him a shot. Heck, it, it was pretty darn close. Uh, to making it. And then, of course, we see Justin Tucker make one from 66 yards to win the game for the Ravens. So in hindsight, maybe it wasn't such a great idea. And on top of that, Justin Pugh gets hurt uh, on the play and doesn't play the second half. So uh, maybe that's something to look at a little differently uh, going forward. But, uh, you know, a quick point on Pugh going out. I mean, I think this is one thing that maybe you guys have been talking about it already, but it hasn't been talked about enough is – is how the, how that Cardinals offense played in the second half when they had Max Garcia in there and Sean Harlow mm-hmm. at left guard. I mean, Sean Harlow, you know how many snaps that guy has played in the, in the NFL prior to this? No, how game? many? One. Wow. One. He had, he had one You're snap right. with Atlanta in 2019, but those guys came in and played pretty well uh, in the second half. Yeah. And so uh, the, the one thing that was also strange to me, guys, that they flipped and Justin Murray and Josh Jones, and instead of playing Jones where he's been playing the first two games, they moved him to right tackle and had Justin Murray at, at right guard to start the game. So that was a little unusual, and no one asked Cliff Kingsbury about that after the game, but uh, you can be sure that he'll be asked about that later today. I'm sure. And I want to stay on the offensive line, because you mentioned Harlow. He, it was weird because it was Saturday transactions that happened the day before the game, and Harlow gets elevated from the practice squad. Brian Winters gets released, and there was a time not too long ago, Howard, where the Cardinals were raving about having a depth guy like uh, Brian Winters to press, and Cliff Kingsbury yesterday said after the game, the Brian Winters thing just didn't work out, and they cut him. Is there any more insight on what didn't work out there? I, it, it's a little mysterious, because let's remember, he showed up on the injury report mysteriously Friday, is not practicing with a personal issue. So you start to wonder if maybe he's not real pleased with his role. Uh, with the team. So don't know that it's total speculation, but it is kind of strange that that happened. He played 16 snaps total in the first two games. And so it, it was a little surprising, like you said, to see him released on a Saturday yeah. of all things, the day before a game and Harlow, by the way, 
he was signed to the roster. It wasn't an elevation. So he, he was signed to the roster from the practice squad okay. and it turned out, I guess, to be a pretty good move. And he played a lot. That's the one thing when Justin Pugh was out with COVID. And, of course, in the pre- we know the preseason is the preseason. But he did get a lot of snaps uh, during the summer. And D.J. Humphreys re- referenced that after the game that he was pretty comfortable with him because he'd been next to him for a bunch of snaps, at least when Humphreys was out there during the preseason. So, yeah, but it, it, it was very strange with winners. And, yeah. obviously, now they're, they're moving on. And that makes two strange cases when you throw in the Malcolm Butler yeah. thing. Now, speaking of cornerbacks, how do you think that secondary is looking to you after three games? I think it's looking as good as any of us could have expected. Obviously, Marco Wilson is young, but he hangs in there. He's tough. He it, it, the the moment doesn't seem big uh, seem big to him. You know, he did have the injury from last week, and yet he played every snap. Uh, yesterday along with Byron Murphy Jr. on defense and and Alford is kind of like the third corner now in terms of uh, the way the snaps are being apportioned so those as long as those those three guys stay healthy it looks like they're in they're they're in pretty good shape and and of course the pass rush is so important obviously to cornerback play but you know they've been hanging in there and playing pretty tough defense I think and of course last week they got pretty good play from Antonio Hamilton uh, when Wilson went out of the game. So it looks like at least some of their depth pieces are looking like guys that can help if need be. Yep. Howard, thanks so much for the time. As always, we appreciate it. We'll talk soon.